Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 518. This is the weekly show about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 880 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And special thanks to our lead sponsor for 2021, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap-wrapped bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting more than 20 U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $9 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgrowflowers.com. Our first podcast sponsor thanks goes to Red Twig Farms. Based in Johnstown, Ohio, Red Twig Farms is a family-owned farm specializing in peonies, daffodils, tulips, and branches, a popular peony bouquet by mail program, and their Spread the Hope campaign where customers purchase 10 tulip stems for essential workers and others in their community. Learn more at redtwigfarms.com. In celebration of our recent Slow Flowers Podcast's 8th anniversary, we launched our new live stream video format, calling it The Slow Flowers Show, with the goal of sharing the faces and voices of our members, as well as tours of their farms, their shops, and their studios, and most of all, their flowers. Today, you're in for a real treat as we meet Kiara Hancock of K Hancock Events, who joined me last week to record this conversation. Kiara is based in Tacoma's University Place neighborhood, and she is a floral educator and wedding and event florist. If, like me, you have just binged on the floral series of the summer, HBO's Full Bloom, you already know Kiara, who was one of 10 budding floral artists who are put to the test each episode in both individual and team challenges. Floral experts Simon Lysette, Elizabeth Cronin, and Maurice Harris serve as hosts and judges, determining who gets cut and who remains in the running for the $100,000 grand prize. HBO Max released the series on June 10th. I reached out to Kiara and asked her to share her story, her experience as a reality TV competitor, and to design for us on camera. This interview originally appeared on YouTube and Facebook Live last week, and you can see the replay video if you missed it in today's show notes for episode 518 at deborahprinzing.com. Before we jump in, I want to share a bit more about Kiara. She writes this on her website, I'm a wife mother to two awesome girls, a wedding designer, floral designer, and a day of coordinator. I believe that modern and romantic designs can coexist in harmony, and I aim to bring weddings to life in a way that resonates joy. Kiara's forte is incorporating passionate and confident designs that seamlessly integrate each couple's personalities, both as individuals and jointly. Kiara is a pro at the logistics portion of planning, thanks to her background as an administrative professional at some of the Northwest's 
most successful companies. Her passion for events stems from not only wanting to make sure that each of her clients' wedding day runs smoothly and that she delivers something beautiful to the eye, but also ensuring the couple feels heard, understood, and seen. Kiara is a huge advocate of authenticity, and she encourages, supports, and guides her clients to be true to who they are, fight for the things they want, dream big, and trust their gut. She adds, I will never get tired of seeing my designs become part of the tapestry of the wedding day. It does my heart serious good. Let's jump right in and meet Kiara Hancock. Hi, everybody. I am so thrilled to uh, welcome you to the Slow Flower Show, which we're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. And I'm in studio today, virtually, with Kiara Hancock. Hi, Kiara. Hi, how are you? I am great. Thanks for saying that you'll you'll tell your story to the oh, Slow Flowers community. Of course. I'm so excited. So thank you for having me. Of course. So you are the owner of K Hancock Events based in the Tacoma area. That actual university place is actually a, a, a town in Tacoma, right? Or right. A, yeah. I think, yeah, it's a town in Tacoma. It's, it's a neighborhood. Yeah. Tacoma. <laughs> just, to put, just to put you on the map, we're about, I live about, I don't know, 12 miles from you, but it feels like a long distance when you get on the freeway. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I've been watching you uh, on social media and watching um, your career uh, just fascinated with the way you tell your story and your aesthetic. And little did I know, all last year while you were talking about your flowers, you were secretly recording an episode of, of or a whole season, that is, of uh, the second season of Full Bloom. So no. give us a snapshot of Kay Hancock and how did that all come together? Yeah, totally. So, you know, I started this business about five years ago, a little over five years ago. And honestly, I came into flowers completely by accident. I think that happens with a lot of people. Um, I was a wedding planner and like a day of coordinator. And so flowers just came into my life randomly. I'd like to think that it was planned to be this way. Um, but I've been enjoying it ever since and really growing into who I am. And my style and what I want to do, I think a lot of the times when we learn early on, we like take on somebody else's style or we try to emulate those things because that's a great way to learn. So I've just been spending the last couple years really finding out who I am and what I like about flowers. Um, and that led into being on reality television, which is a very weird thing to say out loud. Not anything that I ever thought I would say out loud. So sometimes when people like talk about it, like I like feel weird saying I was on TV. <laughs> I, it's so funny because we, we, I don't even like the word reality. I just thought right. it was a floor, like a floral competition show. And yes, that was totally. And that came by accident too. Somebody found me on Instagram and one of the casting producers and he sent me a message and I like went on this very long journey to being cast on the show. So wow. life has been a whirlwind for sure for the last well, that's a that's a total affirmation for like being true to your authentic, you know, aesthetic and your your you know your story on social yeah. media because you never know who's gonna find you. Absolutely. You gotta kinda stay true to yourself, I find, in this business and like really work on finding your voice. I know a lot of times we admire people and we want to be like them and copy their aesthetic, but I think everybody has like a unique voice. And like when you tap into that, oh my gosh, that's like gold. Mm. 
So in your course of, of this five years of Kay Hancock events, you primarily, uh, I guess before COVID, you primarily were very, you were busy with wedding and event clients. Um, yeah. As a, first a coordinator and then what? The flowers kind of lured you in and you were like, oh, I'll add floral design services to wedding coordination or did you just switch it up and stop coordinating? Yeah, no, I do both. So I'm like full service. I will plan your wedding and design it, what it looks like. Like from the moment you like walk in to the moment mm. you leave and as well as coordinate your entire day to make sure that you can like really be absorbed in it. I mean, I'm married and you're married and I tell people all the time your wedding day really goes like this, like yeah. you're in it. So it's really important to like be involved in it, um, but really like have things around that are beautiful that you love as well. So it's like I do a little bit of everything and I love that because I get to know my clients from like beginning to end and everywhere in between. Wow. And so what happened uh, with last year and Full Bloom? Did Had COVID already uh, kind of tossed your world upside down in terms of your all your weddings probably got postponed, right? Yeah. A, a majority of my weddings got postponed. A good chunk of them just moved to being smaller, more intimate affairs, I think. And I really evolved my business in a way where I started focusing on like smaller ceremonies and offering packages for those um, where I will come and set up like an arbor for you and like a few table arrangements and give you a bouquet, but then like leave. So I'm lucky that I was able to evolve in that way. Full Bloom was in the works um, probably like right at the beginning of COVID, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and it just took a long time to get cast and move forward with that because we were in a pandemic. I went through the beginning of the casting process and then they stopped it at a certain point because they sure. weren't sure what was going to happen. And then like a few months later, it picked up again and like in full speed, like went twice as fast. I feel like I was interviewing again. And then like a month later, I was landing in L.A. And wow. like, yeah, it was crazy. Was the filming was in October of last year? It was in March of this year. What? Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. I know. I feel like time is like such a weird thing these yeah. days in the pandemic. So I had to think about that too. But yeah, it was March of this year um, when we started filming. And it was like, um, it's a whole process to get on TV. You have to do mm -hmm. background checks and all that kind of stuff. And they go deep and um, it takes a long time. So once the background checks were like completely clear, like you had a feeling that you were going, but once they completely cleared, it was like I had seven days to like arrange my life to be able to leave. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Kiara. And you have young children. That must have been crazy. It was insane. I have young children and I still honestly work full time. So it's like I had to arrange like so many things in seven days, but you know, sometimes where there's a will, there's a way. Right? And thank, yeah, and thank goodness you're like a competent um, woman uh, who is used to taking charge because uh, let's just admit it, like very few guys could have figured that out, you know, know. the childcare and the meals and the, and the clients. That's exactly it. It was like childcare and then like making sure my husband knew how to do the girl's hair so they weren't walking around looking crazy while I was gone. <laughs> so like all those things in between that you don't think of like when you're doing them every day, you just do them. <laughs> I just, I just admire you so much for saying yes to something that was, I mean, a little bit, a, a little bit out of your comfort zone. I think yeah. you've probably done some TV in the past, mm -hmm. but, um, you just dove in and I did. Enjoyed I it. Like that is like, I mean, that's one of the ways that I've learned floral too. It's like, you have to say yes to things, even if you're not completely sure how to do them. Like if you take the time to figure out everything in life, like 
whether it's getting married and having kids and have everything aligned perfectly, you're never going to get, nothing's ever going to be perfect. So a lot of the times early in my business, I was saying yes, even though I didn't know how to do it, but I was like, I will figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are, uh, you were very instantly recognizable on the first episode of Full Bloom because they had, if if I remember right, they had the contestants or the designers each show up with an, like a signature arrangement, but it wasn't identified who, who had done which one. And yours was selected as the winner. That was, was that how I, as I recall how it went? That's what it is. Like we, like, we did them on site. They had all these separate tents. Like we didn't even know who did what ourselves. So we were put in these small, like separate 10 by 10 pop-up tents, like kind of right next to each oh, other. But, but kind of uh, hidden from each other. Yeah. Like in our own tent next to people. Um, but like we couldn't see anything that was going on. And so they kind of left us to our own devices to like design something that was your signature. Like when I came out and looked at the arrangements, I only knew what mine was. I didn't know who had done what at all, but yeah. Um, I won first and that was exciting, but it was also like terrifying. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. It feels like it's too soon. <laughs> right. Well, describe it. You had an interesting use. Your medium or your foundation were concrete blocks, right? Yeah. I used cinder blocks. Oh, cinder blocks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They were like cinder blocks just from like home. You get them from Home Depot. We use them in floral design and hold things down sometimes. Um, but it was really representative, representative of what... I came from, like, I'm from a place called Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You've probably all heard of it, which is a really, I love it there, but it's a really segregated place. Like, if you Google about Milwaukee, um, it's, like, one of the first places that declared, like, racism, like, um, public health crisis. Wow. So that's where I'm from. But I wanted to, like, represent, like, you know, the concrete jungle and, like, how I was gritty and, and, like, all those things. So that's what the cinder blocks really represented to me. And I didn't get to explain that a lot on TV. So I'm so happy you're asking about it. Like I didn't just pull cinder blocks for some random reason. Right. Some grunge like, look or something. Yeah, it was like, I wanted to like be like, I'm gritty and I'm here to play. And this is where I come from. And something beautiful has come of all that. I loved it. And then you had the flowers kind of emerging through the crevices. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And it was hard. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I had planned it a totally different way, but as you know, sometimes when you're in the moment, you don't have enough time I like I want to break them with the hammer but once I took the hammer to them I was like this is going to take forever so plan plan B (laughs) and I'm just curious how much time were you given to design that I think we had an hour for that Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then you were immediately thrust into a leadership role for that right. giant canvas thing like yeah. the whatever size that was 20 feet yeah. by 10 feet a or something role for the chess one yes oh the, oh, the chess one. Oh, that's yeah. right yeah I loved that yeah, the chess one was really fun, and I think I have great leadership skills, so I felt comfortable being a leader. Um, and I told people, um, if you the spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this, I'm going to spoil <laughs> it for you now. Okay, I, I lost that like first challenge, but it was such a weird feeling because I felt so proud of it. Yeah, and like I didn't like feel like a loser. I was like, it's a weird thing to like lose and be happy still. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, I mean, I'm right in the middle of watching w- making the cut uh, yeah. with. Uh, yeah. well, I keep calling it Project Runway, but you know, with with um, <laughs> Heidi and Tim, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. I look at that and I think. I can never predict who's the winner is because they're all fabulous. And is this just right. the producers pulling the strings? I know there's a lot of, it's subjective. I realize yeah. that, but. Right. Yeah. It's a hard thing. 
And I think that's the hardest thing about being on like a competition is that my creativity is not like rooted in competition. So like I'm a competitive person, like when it comes to things like Scrabble or Monopoly and things like that. But like when you're like putting your art on the line, it's hard to be competitive. It'll put you off of your game a lot mm-hmm. of the time mm-hmm. because um, I don't, I just, art is subjective to me. Yeah, right? exactly. So it's I, not like something where there's hard, fine rules. It's like, it's subjective. It's such a healthy place to be in. And I mean, I feel like there's, we're also, uh, you know, assaulted with Instagram every day. And what right. the, what we see our, our peers or our competition or Maybe they're not even our competition. We just perceive it to be. Yeah. Uh, how do you stay true to your aesthetic and not like get get derailed by all of that? And in that environment, it's like a ton, hundred times harder. It feels like because um, there's like lights, camera, action. There's like a million things happening at one time. So I felt like my anxiety in that situation was out of control. It felt like I was like, this is a lot because, and then I got in my head. I just want to create. But mm-hmm. when you're like, there's a lot going on. Obviously. Yeah. Well, it didn't come across that way. I think you came across as just having so much, <laughs> you were, you know, one of the like bubbly shining lights of that whole, the oh, whole show. I was sad to see you. you leave when you did. And I'm just thinking maybe they'll do like a full bloom all-stars reunion. And <laughs> I think they should. I'm game for that. And now that I know what it's like, I feel like I can let all the other stuff go. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you're also comfortable on camera because you've been teaching online. Um, tell me a little bit how that's going and, and how people can, can sign up for your online courses. Yeah, absolutely. So I've done a lot of like one-on-one classes online. So if you just email me and say that you want to do that or a small group class, I'm happy to figure out what we can do. Um, But a cornerstone of my business has been like wreath making in the holiday time. Mm. So I do a lot of that online, especially, I mean, last year, especially. Yeah. Um, So normally I do it in person, but this year it was just like, I can't. So I like have done things for companies where we'll ship the materials to their people and then we'll get online and create something together or I will do it just like a group class. And I think it's such a cool way to learn. The world is so different now. We're all like we're on camera right now on a computer. Um, So I'm super comfortable. It's just about finding like your groove when you're doing those things and really bringing your full self. Um, even if you're not in person, I always try to bring my full self. Yeah. I really yeah. be authentic to who I am. So do you think with um, kind of emerging from COVID, hopefully by the, the holidays of 2021, you'll be able to do in-person wreath classes again? Yeah, or? I'm hopeful that we'll be able to do in-person classes. You know, there's so much in the air right now. We're in this weird time. There's the Delta variant. We don't know what that's quite about yet. Right, so right. I'm really hopeful that I'll be able to do in-person because I love to host. So like, I love to have champagne and sparkling cider on hand and treats and snacks and music and just like create a whole vibe. <laughs> well, it, that totally sounds like you if you're already used to kind of setting the whole theatrical backdrop for a, a wedding ceremony. It's just, yeah. you know, even for your own classes, you're doing that. Exactly. Wow. So um, how do people get like we're, you said you were shipping to companies for like the mm-hmm. wreath classes? Are people coming to your house to pick things up or? No. I actually just ship them in the mail, like USPS, wow. mm-hmm. <laughs> second day delivery. Luckily, things like, you know, holiday greens, they'll stay nice in a box for a while. So you yeah. don't have to worry about them. But yeah, yeah. You, can, I, you can pick them up from my house if you're local. But I'm also happy to ship them. I ship them to New York and I've shipped them everywhere. Wow. 
Wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think now there's going to be a hybrid model for everything going forward, some online and some in person. So I, right. I and something about that's nice because you can reach so many more people. Yeah. So after you, your big, um, your big. Uh, I guess small screen uh, fame. <laughs> I, I just because I stalk you, I saw that you were starting a couple new projects for 2021. Right. And so, can you share with people like you know ver- some of the various things that you're excited about for your totally. business? Yes. So I have like a few. I always have like so many balls in the air. Like that's just how I'm comfortable. That's who I am. <laughs> I like to juggle a lot of things. Um, but right now, I'm selling some merchandise, and the slogan of it is "Decency is not difficult." And that's actually something that my husband came up with. We were on a staycation together and we were just chatting about the craziness of all things 2020 and um, just how, you know, human decency kind of went by the wayside, it seems like recently. And he said, decency is not difficult. And for some reason, it stuck with me. And I took it from him and ran with it. Um, so, Really, I'm selling merchandise and I'm not getting the proceeds. 100% of the proceeds are going to an organization called Common Cause. Um, and I tried to do something that was, it shouldn't be by like partisan. It's like bipartisan, mm-hmm. it's neutral. It's about um, making sure that everybody has the same access to be able to hear their voice like through voting. Like that's mm-hmm. no brainer to me. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to be in any party to like want things to be fair. So 100% of the proceeds are going towards that. Um, and you can like look at that on my Instagram. There's a link to buy in my Instagram link. Was there a was there a deadline? I, I saw that there were some pre-orders, but are you yeah, going to do this ongoing? Happening and, but there's no deadline. I'll still okay. have merchandise. I mean, you just won't be able to have your size guaranteed, but I'll still have things to sell. So, yeah. Hmm. And then I just have other things that I want to do right now. My husband and I would love to venture into something together, um, which is like a little scary, but in your spare time, right? (laughs) I feel like he and I are like two different people. We really do two different things. So um, we're just hoping to like work something out where we can like join forces and make something beautiful. He, um, is he does the grounds at university of Puget sound. So, uh, and that he majored in like crop science at wazoo soil science yeah so he's got a horticulture agriculture kind of orientation too totally so he does um he used to do like the practice facility for the seattle sounders and now he works at university of puget sound so to me like when i think of that i see us like opening a venue together Mm -hmm. and taking care of everything and also us being able to like grow our own flowers on site like just having this whole little like oh Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. I, I noticed that you posted sometimes in your stories about your garden and the projects yeah. that you kind of your home improvement projects during COVID, like <laughs> you're dreaming them up and he's executing them, right? Exactly. I know. I'm so lucky because I think about all the things that I put him to test on and he's always up for the task because um, I like to dream big dreams and he's like, you know, like he's more like, wait a minute. <laughs> well. <laughs> so, so he has a bit of a orient uh, training and background in in crops and agriculture and all. Where did your flower confidence come from? Do you have a background in art, or did you grow up with I, gardeners? Or no, a little 
bit of both of those mm-hmm. things, honestly. I am, I'm a dancer, like, so I've always been a dancer. And I think a lot of the times that influences how I design because I like things to feel like alive and like jutting out at you and like have a lot of movement within mm-hmm. them. Um, but also my mom had a garden when I was growing up. She didn't really grow flowers a lot, but she grew vegetables like crazy. And she like had a garden in the backyard and a community garden spot. And um, it's so funny. I never was interested in that. Of course not. Yeah. Because you didn't want to be asked to weed probably. I don't want to weed. Thank you very much. But, uh, but I did, I would get out there and do it. And now it's just funny that I'm older and now I'm, I'm doing these things at home. And like, sometimes I'm like, who am I even? I don't even recognize myself. That is so cool. (laughs) Wow. And, um, can you talk a little bit about your dancing career and where that took you? Yeah. Because that's a little part of your history too. Totally. Um, I was honestly a tennis player for most of my life. My mom is a tennis player. So that's the game that I learned when I was young. And then all of a sudden when I was a teenager, I was like, you know what? I want to dance. And I just changed courses much to my parents' chagrin uh, after doing all this tennis for 15 years. Yeah, really? Uh, I did like high school dance team and junior high dance team. And then when I graduated, I wanted to take things to the next level. I wanted to continue in that. So at the time, we still had the Sonics here, so we don't have them anymore. But I tried out for the Sonics dance team, and I didn't make it in um, I was like, that's fine. I like, I can work on my craft and I can always come back next year. Um, but in the meantime, I wanted to really like understand the nuances of a tryout. So I tried mm-hmm. out for the Seattle Seahawks cheerleading team and I was just doing it to get more tryout experience under my belt. Um, but I made it the very first time and I cheered for the Seahawks for eight years total. I did wow. seven years straight and then I took three years off and I feel like I had like an early midlife crisis when I was turning 30 and I like was, had to prove that I could do it one more time. So I did one more year. <laughs> I mean, that it, it seems like anybody who's in that level of professional cheerleading is probably got dance training because a lot yeah. of the dance, you used a lot yeah. of that. I didn't have any dance training. This is just, this is my life. I feel like I didn't have any flower training. I didn't have any dance training. Um, and I just like jump into things and like figure it out or get people to help me. I won a scholarship to Sinclair and Moore's workshop. Um, and that's really like my first time that I like touched flowers. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, like, oh I my gosh. The first pictures of the arrangements that I made. And I'm like, that's awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will never show them to anybody, but it's also nice to gauge like how far I've come. Um, based on where I started. It's like night and day. Oh my gosh. I've sat in as a member of the media at one of uh, Steve's workshops and um, it's a couple days, right? And you're yeah, like, uh-huh. well, the one I sat in on was uh, one of the real wedding workshops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was that what similar to what you yeah. did? I did the event. I've done a couple now. So mm-hmm. Now I will also come and help him occasionally. Mm-hmm. So I've been to a few workshops, but the one I started on was like the events, the elements of event design. So it was a little bit of everything. I mean, if you're going to start studying with someone, you kind of started at the top, Kiara. So that's, I mean, that's really neat. I know. Steve has been a great support to me and a great advocate of my business as well. Um, And like, let me borrow things and use his space sometimes. Like I've taught my wreath making classes in his studio. So Yeah. 
I like, I'm glad you shared that because I think that is sort of the spirit of what you're trying to say about decency is not mm-hmm. difficult. Like we're not, we, we can help each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not going to take clients from each other because there's yeah. enough business for everybody. There really is. And I feel like the people who are for you, like the people who are meant to find you and who are for you, they're going to find you. That That's mm-hmm. going to happen. That's just kind mm-hmm. of how the universe works in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't have to worry about like wanting every client. Not every client is for us. And that's okay. Yeah. And you probably dodged a bullet if they want, right? didn't like you, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Because that would be a contentious working relationship for sure. That's not a good way to start. <laughs> well, I've been... Um, very excited to see every time you go to the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, you post or tag them about, you know, the flowers that you're picking up. And yeah. I'm, I'm a big advocate of, as you know, of, of local flowers. So I'm so glad you said that you'd be willing to design something or share a design. And I started a design, so that's good. Good, <laughs> yes. good. And you have to be nervous about doing everything in real time. I did myself a favor. Oh, and good. Show us what you had. And, and you were, and you let, said I could pick out the flowers and bring them to you. So these, yeah. these are most, oh my gosh, job. that is stunning, Kiara. You did wow. A great job. And you, I told you I like yellows. I always tend to like, uh, you know, gravitate towards yellows. And you put some fun other colors in here that I really love. So, wow. So, what yeah. is that? What is that vessel? Is it you like know, a window box? Up, yeah, I picked this up from Home Goods, which is funny. It's just oh. like an oval, perfect vessel. Like it was seven bucks at Home Goods, and I was like, sold. <laughs> it seems like the kind of thing that would be beautiful on a buffet or in an entry table too, because right, it's one. Exactly. It's pretty much one sided, right? Mm-hmm. It's one sided. Yep. And I've totally designed one-sided, so I won't be showing you guys the back. Good luck with that. I'm all about that. I don't like those 360s. <laughs> no, right? But, you know, I don't even know what these are, but I love them. Well, what you are- know what? I should have sent, left you the list. I think that's a, I think it's a Rudbeckia, and I'll email yeah, you. That's what I thought it was, too. But it's not common. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And it was grown by um, Heather from HB Farms, which is up kind of, in, she's in Bow. Washington, which is sort of up by, I don't know. Oh yeah. On I don't the way know up to Skagit Valley. Now I want more of these because. All right. These- that is charming. Yeah. I'll send you a list. So all of them are from the growers market, except for the large dahlias, which I cut from my garden. Yes. And I, didn't, I didn't have that many, but you put it in the middle in the front. Thank you. Yeah, it's like a star. That's a star flower, right? <laughs> yeah. Now you were, you, you said you were you would work with any palette, but that you were drawn to yellow. Yeah. What, what do you, what kind of feedback are you getting about yellow palettes from your clients? Cause I don't get a lot of clients who ask for yellow palettes, which is crazy to me. I think yellow is so, it's such a joyful color. And I think that I always try to put joy at the center of what I do. And I think that's why I'm often like, when I see something yellow, like I have to avoid it sometimes because I'm so drawn to yellow. Mm-hmm. I just think yellow is like, like such a joyful, pleasant energy. Um, but you know, it's bold. Some people want more neutrals a lot of the time or a lot of greenery. So you really have to love yellow, but yellow pairs with so many things that people don't think about. Like um, it pairs with neutrals. Like you can just do a pop of yellow if you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It pairs with like a lot of muddy browns even. And I love using it. And that that's like my favorite way to use yellow mm. is like to use it with muddy browns. And kind of more to- like t- almost like a tonal. Exactly. Ombre. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. 
So are you my favorite? <laughs> are you finding that um the wedding palette is still pretty much the blush and and cream and apricot? Are you kind yeah. of over that? You know, a lot of people are doing that. And I mean, if that's what you like, it's what you like. But I, I just hope that people aren't being guided by Pinterest, which a lot of brides are, right? There's just so much more variety. And if you're adventurous and you really trust who you hire for your flowers, um, you should really ask them to maybe come up with something different for you. Mm-hmm. Because that's mm-hmm. always exciting for me when someone lets me like run wild because, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of different things and I played with a lot of different colors and how they can play together. So if you hire someone you trust and you are married to a color palette, let them go for it. And you're going to be like so shocked at how much you enjoy things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? that's great. <laughs> Is it hard to design away from yourself because you're making it look really good? Yeah. I <laughs> are you like... Looking- I've never actually done it, which is funny. <laughs> well, you're kind of like, it's probably like teaching on camera. Like you have, unless you have a lazy Susan. I know. And, and it's kind of helpful because I can like look at it and see like, <laughs> is that even working? Yeah. And it's, it kind of makes me think of the, the bridal bouquet designers who are to stand in front of a mirror to see how the, you know. Oh my God. I do that too. You, I, yeah, I have to look at it in the mirror. I don't know why. Mm. <laughs> I think I learned that way and now I'll just never be able to do it another mm. way. <laughs> wow. So how easy or hard is it for you to be able to uh, source from like the growers market or local farmers? Cause it's not exactly it's just down the street from you. No, it's easy for me. I have to plan it a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, that definitely takes more planning than to order from somewhere else. But you know, so often if you plan things ahead of time, it's worth it. Um, I don't get to go up as much as I want to, and I want to source locally more and more. I mean, I think a lot of people think that, like, there's a gateway here, right? (laughs) It was the same with, like, designing with foam and moving away from that. Um, For a lot of florists, I think it's, like, so black and white, and it's, like, it's another thing about that decency. Like, it's, like, oh, you design with foam, get out of here, you use something that's not local, get out of here, but... I think it's like if we approach it from the way that we can teach each other things, I think yeah. you're more likely to get converts in that way than to just tell somebody that they're doing it wrong and putting them mm-hmm. up at defense. But if you sit down with someone and explain to them why uh, you you do it this way mm-hmm. and why you think they should, then it's more of a conversation. And I think we can mm-hmm. use a lot more of that in this industry. Oh, I I really appreciate that. Yeah, I have a, one of our members said to me something like, um, just try to do a little bit better every time. And then you're, 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 you're just taking, you're doing it, it's happening organically. It's not radically disrupting your business, but you're teaching yourself and your clients. Exactly. And not only that, I feel like nobody should feel that they are the gatekeeper to the floral industry, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're all in this together. And um, I think that a lot of times when people learn with foam, it gives them access to, to a new thing. Like it's an entry way, right? It can like evolve later, like other flowers. It's an entry way. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, I think like when you take that away, you just say that you dismiss somebody's art because they aren't doing it how you do it and how you would want them to do it. I don't know. I don't think that that's very like that you're closing the door to a lot of people who could have passion about flowers. Yeah. That's an interesting, I mean, I think that that's a, a, almost like a personal value of yours since it's coming across. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really into representation in this floral industry. And I think that if you like close too many doors to people, they'll never get in. So yeah. let them come in where they're comfortable at, meet them where they are. That's what we do in life with people, meet people where they are and then teach. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, I love that little fl- the little whimsical uh, edition of that. Yeah, I think it's GM. Yeah. G- Thank you for saying what how you pronounce it. Because I actually knew what this was, but I wasn't sure if it was I like think I, you'll have to <laughs> you'll have to ask the your horticulture husband. I think it's GM. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. But it's it. it's making me think of what you said about the the gesture of dance and right. movement and that like how things you, relate to each other and move with yeah like you've got you've got the mass uh boulder flowers the heavier flowers i guess or maybe that's not the right word um focal flowers at focal. the yeah. closer mm-hmm. to the vase and then you're it's opening up as you re- stretch yeah, out we're just gesturing here and creating more air and more interest for people to look with it i love it that's great yeah, I love it oh too. Oh my this gosh. Is, like, I'm so happy you picked this because it's nice when someone else picks flowers for you because you sometimes gravitate towards the same things. And so like doing this has been a really fun exercise. <laughs> I was a little nervous. I was like, oh my God, what if she hates all of this? I don't know. There's <laughs> but, always something. I'm like, this is fun. Like I love yarrow and I love G. Is it G? G? <laughs> Whatever. Gym, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love straw flowers. Um, but this was like this. Uh, this, what is it? Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah. Like discovery. I was like, those are amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody, somebody just, and also the stems were not straight. They were all kind of crooked and kind of curved and um, more natural. And so that's why they, they just look like they have personalities. They do. I think that, yeah, every flower in here has a personality. And then the dahlias from your house, like dahlias are a flower Mm -hmm. that scare me. I'm sure somebody has told that to you before. Like dahlias scare me just because they love, they don't seem to really like value life after being cut. <laughs> <laughs> that is it's so like, funny. Done. <laughs> so yeah. Even if I order yeah. dahlias, I like get them like the day before because I'm terrified of them. <laughs> yeah. I think those are ones you would have, you would really benefit from growing yourself because yeah. then you would, you would know how fresh it was. Exactly. Cause they, they're like, I mean, they love to shatter. They'll shatter at any moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, I don't think that they ship well and I, Mm-mm. I know people do ship them, but they always look a little bit no, well, kind of flat. They bruise, they fall apart. Yeah. I, like I'm getting dahlias. I like to pick them up in like in a bucket, mm-hmm. like literally the day before and not a moment sooner. I would do it mm-hmm. the day of if I could. <laughs> Um, well, I, I don't want to interrupt you if you would need to keep going, but I have a few more questions about, yeah, please. I'm so ready. what do you have, what do you, what do you have coming up? Do you have any more, like your summer is not over with weddings? No, or? my summer is not over. I took, um, and I try to do this a lot because I have small kids who are out of school during the summer. Uh, I took like a month long break in the middle of the summer. Um, just so I could be at home and be more present and, you know, go do the fun things like go to the zoo at a moment's notice and all those things. But um, I'm ramping back up here in a couple of weeks and starting my weddings back up. I have a big wedding at the Fairmont Olympic here in Seattle. And then I'm going to go. Oh, I love that venue. Yeah. A three day um, multicultural 
um, wedding over Labor Day weekend. That's going to be huge and big. Um, I've actually just brought on some, and this is really late in the game for me, but I've brought on some more clients for the end of this year. But I think that um, people are just like pushing up and and wanting to avoid any possible problems that they might have next year. <laughs> so. so you're saying that people who in the past, you generally have like a 12 months notice right. bef- you know, or lead time. Now it's, it's tightened. It's, it's a condensed where it's totally like tight. people are calling you now for end of the year. Yeah. People are calling me now for the end of the year. And I think they're just adjusting and making plans and where they thought maybe they didn't need help with flowers before. Maybe they've tried it and they're like, never mind. <laughs> Mm. So yeah, I've left some room in my schedule, but I always block off the last part of my year, um, really for just like wreath making. It gets crazy towards the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, uh, Kiara, you added, or you, you announced, I don't know, after, I think when, when full bloom was going on that you were starting a newsletter and it was sort of cute the way you did it. Like, okay, I'm finally doing it. People have been asking right. me. So, so anyone who's watching this, they can just go to your website and um, sign up for your newsletter. Yes, they can go to my website. It's probably okay. easier. If you find me on Instagram, all my links to everything that I do are always in that link on my Instagram. And you can sign okay, up great. there. It's super easy. And I'm just like figuring out how we want to, um, you'll get, you'll be like the first to know a lot of what I do. If you sign up for my newsletter, mm-hmm. you'll get first access mm-hmm. to classes or new announcements that I'm making. As they come in, um, it's just like the place to like be in the know. And also I'll be sharing yeah. like, you know, small tips and tricks along the way for your wedding planning process. So it's just free information. And who doesn't love that? Um, I'm not going to bug you. You know, yeah. I have a million emails in my inbox too. So I'm not going to send you an email every day like some people do because I do not love that myself. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, send you the approach. When you need to know something, I'll send it, but I'm not going to bombard you. <laughs> right. And if people follow you on Instagram, they're going to see stuff in your feed also. Yeah, I share a lot on Instagram. I think that's like my main source of marketing right now and my main source of getting to know people and have people get to know who I am and what I stand for. And um, Mm -hmm. I'm really delving more into like my business having a purpose this year. So it's Mm going to be really exciting. I have some cool things coming down the pipeline um, that will show people, you know, the purpose of my business and like where I want to. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. I I know. I wish we did it in person, but this worked out really it well. Did. We'll do it in person sometime later this year. It did. It worked out well. My kid had a tantrum before this. I was able to navigate that and still be here. So everything's fine. Uh, <laughs> I love it. And they, and I'm so glad that you're going to be part of Slow Flowers now. And and you are absolutely right. It's not a uh, it's not an all or nothing mm-hmm. kind of, um, you know, rule or right. you know. Otherwise, it's intimidating. Right. But if you have a client who would benefit from having beautiful seasonal flowers, you're going to tell that client, right. hey, I can get these from you because I have a source. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's definitely benefits to having seasonal flowers, including like knowing about the freshness, right? That's a huge yeah. benefit. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people yeah. seeking that out too. I just want to make sure that we don't exclude people. We don't gatekeep. I mean, we can suggest just like with lots of things like we can gently guide i mean i have kids so i gently guide every day but we can, <laughs> if we gently guide people to like where they want to be 
um, it's just better for everybody instead of like, you know, like deciding what pill you want to die on. (laughs) Right. Exactly. No, I appreciate that. Anything else you want to um, add before we wrap up? And I'm going to try to get some, as as I, we discussed, try to get some clips from the show to yeah. share when this goes live yeah. on. Um, uh, when, it'll go live on Wednesday, August 4th. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just want to share with people that I'm in this business because it brings me a lot of joy. I center my life and my business around joy. That's not happiness, but like seeking those really fun moments in life. Like that has been a theme throughout my entire life that now continues through my business. Um, So I'm always looking to partner with new people. Um, If you have an idea, I'm really approachable, I think. (laughs) Yes, I will. I will say you are. I just DM'd you and you responded. I'm really approachable. So reach out with your ideas. Um, I'm willing to help where I can and when I can. That's just who I am. And um, that's who I want to be. I want to be able to like um, spread what I do and teach people and have people be introduced to flowers in a new way, even if they've never done them before. So, mm. Mm. Thank of you. Kiara. I'm so happy to have you. And I know this is going to inspire a lot of people. And that arrangement is just Thank stunning. You. So I'm pretty sure if we're lucky, if we're lucky, you'll take a yeah, photo of it and I'll post it on your Instagram sure. feed. <laughs> Good. I, I love it. And I love your message of joy. And you're right. Joy is a different kind of, has a different yeah, meaning. Happy, than, but, you know, know, it's a, it's a deeper, it's a deeper contentment. It is. In a way. We're not always happy. We'll never always be happy, but we can still find joy even when we're not happy. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to be with you. This was great. Thank you so much. And we'll put all of uh, Kiara's social contacts and how you can find and follow her in our show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Have a great rest of the weekend. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Well, that was awesome. If you haven't fallen in love with Kiara's favorite color palette, yellow in all shades, I'll be surprised. We also recently welcomed Kiara Hancock as a new member of the Slow Flower Society. She's one to follow, and we admire all that she's doing to nurture inclusion and representation through her Decency is Not Difficult campaign to support ourcommoncause.com. And you can find details about that in today's show notes. Our next sponsor thank you goes to the Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers. Formed in 1988, ASCFG was created to educate, unite, and support commercial cut flower growers. Its mission is to help growers produce high-quality floral material and to foster and promote the local availability of that product. You can learn more at ASCFG.org. I know it's already August and that our celebration of the 2021 American Flowers Week campaign has passed for this year. The dates were June 28th through July 4th. But you'll want to check out our new article that appears in the August issue of Growing for Market magazine. Thanks to editor and publisher Andrew Mefford, who asked me to recap some of the amazing activities that our members produced during American Flowers Week. I'll share the link to the story in today's show notes for you to read more and see some great photos. 
last month, we also jumped in and celebrated the 2021 Canadian Flowers Week campaign, July 15th through 22nd, thanks to the support of creator Natasha Kajanik of the Toronto Flower Market, who invited Becky Feesby of Prairie Girl Flowers and me to do an IG takeover. During the entire week, we virtually traveled across Canada, meeting florists and flower farmers in seven provinces for Instagram Live conversations about their floral enterprises. Check out the link to watch those interviews in our show notes, as well as links to everyone who participated. Our final sponsor thank you goes to the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliage, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top quality products and services to the local floral industry. Visit them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 753,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. I value your support and invite you to show your thanks to support Slow Flowers' ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at DebraPrinzing.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers Show and the Slow Flowers Podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more Slow Flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. Thank you so much to Andrew for helping me set up our new video podcast platform and for teaching me the technology. I'll be relying more on his talents in the coming days. You can learn more about Andrew's work at soundbodymovement.com. 